Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Well, 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 it is a Friday morning here on 610 Sports Radio as we roll into the weekend. I am Bob Fesco. That is my name. My parents gave it to me. That is Jay Binkley. He is in for Josh today because Josh is off to the Hamptons on his $200 million yacht with a helicopter and everything for the day. So Josh is off today. And uh, B-Dub is sick, so Jed is in, but he's not feeling good. So he's going to leave and the inspector's going to come in. We got it going on here today, Jay. Huh? How about that? It's a, it's a big health crisis uh, right now. <laughs> in the morning. I guess so. Except for Kling. Except for Kling. Actually, he's yeah. fine. Yeah, no, he's he's, he's fine. Good. He's doing he's doing some dad stuff today. So he will be back on Monday. But uh, it, it is interesting to see a lot of folks uh, getting sick now. And the, uh, in the springtime, my daughter hasn't been feeling well lately. And so something obviously is well, going the around. Mold, the pollen, well, and and the weather yeah. being so damn bad too, Jay. I mean, my I God, with 70s on the weekend and then 60s and Monday and then rain and all this nonsense. I mean, like, how is your body supposed to adjust? all of this crap that's going on out there right now. Well, it's like when fall happens in spring. Yeah, you know, right. The temperature changes, the mold, the pollen, all that. I mean, it adds up to uh, allergies. Right, well. it, it, and, and that's the other thing. We're starting to get into that allergy season, and it's starting to be starting to be a little bit of a mess out there uh, from an allergy standpoint. But you get into March, and we get spoiled with those beautiful days, and the Big 12 tournament gets here, and then it's 40 and snowing and raining and nasty and crappy and ugly and nasty and disgusting. And so we're just at a point right now where we just got to power through the month of March, man, and get us to April and get us to opening day and get us the baseball season. Well, it's just about getting to March because the snow hasn't been there where it's snowed five inches and it's cold from the 20s for a week. Right. And all of a sudden you get three more inches and it just adds to it. We haven't had those days. No, no. And, it's just about and we need those days, though. But if we get snow, it's going to melt like that afternoon or the next day. Yeah. But, you know, here's the thing. I remember a couple years ago, remember, we went to go see Watani. Yeah, right. And it was a snowed out game. Well, it was too cold. Too cold. It was cold. In the 20s. For right. The, but we've seen snowed out games in May. I know. I remember that game against the Rays. The Rays. That yeah, was crazy. I remember being at that game and, like, the Rays players were in the dugout hanging, having never fun because they never seen snow before. And so it was, it was, that was weird snow, too. I never, I I, I've never seen snow like that again. And I don't think we've seen snow like that before. It was wet, thick, weird, just crazy snow. And then it turned out to be a nice day. And, and everybody went about their business. So I hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday wherever you are today, listening on the Odyssey app or uh, in your.
your car on AM radio, which we'll get to in a little bit here on 610 Sports Radio. Tournament coverage on 610 Sports Radio brought to you by Twin Peaks. Each drink, scenic views, three area locations. Find your lodge at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. And I think yesterday when we when you start to think about what went on, it was a very scary day for college basketball with Bill Self being in the hospital yesterday for whatever reason it was. And, and they said later in the day the hospital released a statement it was not a heart attack as a lot of people were rumoring it to be. Uh, yesterday they said a standard procedure. I don't know. Whatever that means, whatever it is, we're glad that Bill Self is doing better right now. But Bill Self right now, Jay, I, I think he is the face of college basketball. He is the most prominent coach in college basketball right now, and he's here right in our own backyard. I mean, you've seen the attrition over the years of Kay and Roy and now Jim Beheim. and yesterday we saw another, I, I don't call him a legendary coach, but a legendary name uh, at Georgetown, and Patrick Ewing was dismissed. He stunk out loud uh, as the head coach at Georgetown. Bill Self is the face of college basketball right now, and, and, and in my opinion, the godfather of college basketball. He is the guy that when you think of college basketball right now, Bill Self is right up there in, in people that you think of. You don't really know the players anymore. You know the coaches. And Bill Self, to me, is the most legendary coach that has not retired and walked away from the game. And to hear that news yesterday had nothing to do with about basketball. It had to do about, oh, my gosh, is Bill Self going to be okay? Is his health going to be okay? And the two of us sit here in kind of unique situations because you've been through hell and back with your health and I'm trying to prevent going through hell and back with my health right now, going to heart appointments, seeing doctors, just to make sure to that I am in the right spot and where I need to be because I'm not about to let my kids grow up without a father when it could have been something that I could have prevented. Call me a hypochondriac. Call me a nut. Call me whatever you want. I don't care. I'm spending the money to make sure my ticker's okay. I got to go in for a heart scan on Tuesday to make sure that there's nothing wrong. And it's all preventative. It's nothing that needs to be done. But I want to make sure that I've got peace of mind because I saw what you've been through with your heart and everything. And then we get the scary news about Bill Self and he won't coach in the Big 12 tournament right now. And you have to use these moments when, when people have moments like this for your own good to say, what can I do for myself? Don't be scared to go into the doctor to get checked out. I know you were because we talked about it for, for about a year. You, Cincinnati and the Rams, and you weren't going to miss that Super Bowl, Jay. No, no. So, I mean, you went, you've gone through hell and back, and here you sit today. You came out the other side, but it almost wasn't looking so good for you, you know? You know, as, as guys, sometimes we don't like to right. do things like that. You don't like going to the doctor. You don't like doing things. Mm -hmm. It's not what we do. It's not what we do, no. You know, it's probably the smartest thing we can do, <laughs> to be honest with you. Because mm -hmm. there is waiting too late. Right. And you never want to wait too late. So, you know, you think about all those moments, you cross your fingers like, man, I'm glad I went because uh, you never know what the alternative is. But, yeah, it's scary. And a lot of times, you know, you think you're bulletproof no matter what you're doing. Sure. I mean, it's especially, uh, you know, when you're, when you're doing this or doing something else and you think you're – Completely bulletproof no matter what. I mean, it's kind of like if you've had 12 beers, you, know, you feel like you're bulletproof. Oh, God, yes. What's well, how life seems sometimes. I and mean, for a lot of guys, you're like, yeah, do I need to really get checked out? Because you see it as a sign of weakness. Right. But it's not a it's sign not, of weakness. It's not because it can keep you here. It can keep you here. I was talking to some of the guys at the J yesterday. And I'm not talking about the old dudes at the J yesterday. Some of the younger guys, we were having this conversation not yesterday. No, we were clothed when we were having the conversation. No, 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 no. They were talking about health yesterday. Okay. And because and we, were, we were talking about, and obviously Bill Self was the big topic of conversation yesterday afternoon. People wondering, oh my God, what's wrong with Bill? Is he going to be no. okay? You know, what are you hearing? What do you know? And I'm like, look, I'm not getting into the speculation business. I just know that we're, we're wishing him the best and hopefully he's going to be just 
just fine. And it seems like he's going to be just fine. And then it turned out to the, like, I don't like working out. <laughs> you know, we, we do it because it makes you healthy and keeps you alive and keeps you going and keeps you moving in that direction. And so there's a lot of preventative stuff that you can do. And I don't care, man, at almost 46 years old, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to be there because I think my biggest fear in the world, and you can attest to this as well, because you've got two daughters, it's not being there to walk them down the aisle, man. Like, like that, that's the goal, right? That's the vision. And you've got a daughter getting married this year. You've got one that's, you know, almost 21 years old and she's going to start, you know, her life here real soon. Mine are 12 and 13. And my biggest fear is like, I'm not going to be there to walk them down the aisle. And so I know you went through hell, but you've been kind of like a, 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 uh, a mentor, if you will, to me about how not to do things. And I'm doing everything opposite of you, right? You know, I'm not getting married twice. I'll tell you that right now, but, 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 but watching you go through all these health things and then obviously hearing about Bill yesterday, I'm like, holy crap, I'm going in and I'm making sure that everything is going to be okay. But you were the impetus for that, you know? Good. Because, you know, I'm stubborn as can be. Yeah, you you are. You are a mule, man. But a lot of guys are. Yeah. And it's not just me. It's nope. a lot of guys are, you know, don't want to go to the doctor, don't get want to get tested, things like that. But mm-hmm. you need to. And if you as age age is undefeated. Right. Age is undefeated, so you always have to take care of yourself and make sure everything's okay because it's the last thing you want to do, but it's something that you need to it's do. It's something that you need to do, yeah. So, you know, we're not gonna sit here and preach and tell you how to live your life or anything like that, but you know, take yeah. care take care of yourself. Make sure it's okay because it can happen to anybody. And and you know, thinking about Bill a little bit yesterday, you start to think about kind of the legacy that he's created over at the University of Kansas and really in college basketball. Winning that second national championship last year was so big and so huge because it puts you into that separate category. There's only like five or six guys in the history of college basketball that have more than two championships. There's a guy in the text line yesterday. He goes, well, what does Bill need more championships? I'm like, uh, there's only like six other guys in the history of college basketball with more championships now than Bill Self. And it's Kay and it's Roy and it's Wooden and it's Rupp and there's some other guy, Bob Knight, you know. Like you see, after 47 well, years, the one title. I mean, one title. I mean, and, and only five final fours. I mean, but like Jim Beheim, I, I look at and I go, that guy underachieved bigly. I but mean, they were you still know, relevant. You know, they, they were relevant, but you're judged by you're judged by championships in college basketball. Just like Andy Reid getting that first championship, obviously, was a game changer. Andy Reid winning the second championship. Now nobody can make cases that Andy Reid isn't one of the top coaches in the history of the National Football League. And I'll say it right now. He is the top active coach in NFL history because say what you want about Bill Belichick, he's proven he cannot win without Tom Brady. I mean, that's just a fact right now. The fact of the matter is he can't win with Tom without Tom Brady. And so we're looking and we're living in an area here in Kansas City where we have the greatest active college basketball coach in our backyard and Bill Self and the greatest NFL coach that's active right now and one of the top four or five greatest NFL head coaches of our time. We're living in like a golden paradise right now when you look at the two coaches that are the most prominent coaches in our area, Bill Self and Andy Reid. They're not only prominent here, Jay. They're the two best at what they do in the free freaking world, man. That's one thing about it is coaches. They often get left out, but when you think about college football – you think of coach matchups because mm-hmm. they'll talk about it. You know, you're saving all the time. Kirby man. Smart because yeah. that's more of the story is the coaches than the players. Yep. You get to the NFL, it's more about the players, except right. for the Andy Reeds and Bill Belichick's of the world. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid's second all time in postseason wins. Right. I mean, believe it or not, he is. He's fifth all time in wins. Right. Do you now think he'll ever be number one in postseason wins? He what got ten more to go or he, something like way, that? He's still he's still uh, quite a ways behind Belichick. Yeah. So it's Belichick and Andy Reid. And they're still coaching. You're in the golden era of NFL coaches. I don't expect Belichick to get another another win in the postseason. But the bottom line is, you look at this area, and it used to even be better. When you had Gary Pickle at Missouri, yeah. the all-time wins leader there. Right. You had Bill Snyder at Kansas State. Correct. Bill Self at KU. 
Andy Reid in Kansas City, Ned Yost with the Kansas City Royals. Mm-hmm. That was the heyday. I mean, that was the the heyday of coaching, the yeah. of coaching in the United States was right here in Kansas City. But not only that, some of the best venues. You think of Allen Fieldhouse. Yeah. You think of Arrowhead Stadium. Sure. Um, Kaufman was rocking during 14 and 15. No doubt. You know, it's yeah. a great place to be. But still, you know, it has a you know ways to go when when they're not winning. But Demon Sporting, you know, when you think of that great venue, Park, yeah, they need a great venue, and the current and what they're mm-hmm. what they're doing as far as the uh, passionate fan base. But it shows Kansas City that's always top five or top ten in TV ratings, no matter the Olympics or whatever. Forever, talking, yeah. People just watch it. People in this town love sports. Mm-hmm. But you got to think about it. Some of the best venues are just right here within driving distance. Or you can hop in your car and go up to Lincoln, Nebraska, you know, a couple hours away to see one of the college football hotbeds. Obviously, it's fallen on hard times lately. But yeah. could be better. But, yeah, it's about the coaching and the personalities. And you just don't have – as many of the Bill Selfs anymore? No, you really don't. I mean, when Bill Self and Tom Izzo walk away from this game, which probably will be sooner rather than later because they've been coaching forever in a day, uh, who, who's the backfield? Who's the next guy? Who's going to be that next face of college basketball? A lot of people would have said, Jay Wright, he's already gone. He already took his t- uh, you know spot on the TV set because he was done with the way college basketball is trending right now. I, I, I challenge you to name other coaches in college basketball that can be that legendary style coach that Bill Self and Tom Izzo are currently in the game right now. And I don't know that that guy truly exists. Maybe the guy at Gonzaga, but Gonzaga still isn't big enough and they haven't won a championship and all that kind of stuff. Like they still have not gotten to where they need to be uh, in, in the landscape of college basketball to say, what is it? Mark few up there at Gonzaga can be the face of college basketball. I don't think the average fan in sports knows who he is. And so once Izzo and Self walk away, you're left with a big void in a sport that is is has been for our lifetime and, and probably before us. I mean, you had James Naismith and you had Fog Allen and you had guys like that that were the coaches that were bigger than the sport. We're getting to an era right now where those coaches and that big coach really doesn't exist anymore in college basketball. Like if he retired or he went to the NBA and were retired, who would you want as KU's coach? Well, it, yeah. The list – I mean, Shaka Smart, what he's doing at Marquette, or do you want a uh, Shaka Smart already proved he couldn't I, win at I Texas, heard, though. I, you I know, heard Robin Carrington talking about this yesterday, and Rob was like, you know, Scott Drew, yeah, which obviously he has problems with KU, but sure, he's the hottest thing smoking right now. He, I mean, he may be national title. Yeah. He resurrected that program. He's a tenth of the nation right now. Uh, Nate Oaks at Alabama, obviously, have nah, I'm out on that guy. Yeah, he yeah. signed an extension. To right, but good, good for him. So. Keep him down there. He's he's you know he's not doing things the right way down there at the University of Alabama. But uh, no, and nobody really knows who that who guy is. Who is doing the right things, Bob? Uh, who is doing the right things in college sports? Who's ever writing the biggest check, Jay? That that that's who's doing the right thing. But uh, but a big day yesterday with with you know with Bill Self and all of that and Kansas winning that game. But even more important, Iowa State wins yesterday too, and they stay in Kansas City for another day. There's nothing better and nothing more important to the city's economy than Iowa State winning at the Big 12 championship because the more that they stay, the more that they move on, the more money that they're going to spend down at Kelly's. And so it's always great to have the Iowa State fans in town to help out the uh, to help out the local economy here uh, in Kansas City. So Jay Binkley alongside today. Jay uh, uh, is in for Josh, who is out on a on a, on a uh, on an assignment, I guess you could say. Jed's here for a couple of minutes. Specter will be in. It's a crazy day here on 610 Sports Radio. Coming up, if you want to go to opening day for the Royals, we can tell you how you can get tickets, and we'll do that next. All right. 
we're rolling through a Friday here on 610 Sports Radio. We're less than three weeks away from opening day out at Kauffman Stadium. The Royals will be back home. Big win yesterday over Great Britain, which is a fantastic victory for the boys in blue, taking care of everything here uh, in spring training, doing some good things down in Surprise, Arizona. If you want to go to spring training, we can get you to spring training. We're going to talk with Sharita Hutton, the Royal Senior Director of Communication Strategy. You guys got a new slogan out. Welcome to the city. And I'll tell you what, man, we really love this new slogan. Yeah, no, this is an exciting campaign. I think the best way to describe Welcome to the City is um, it's our love letter to the city, really. The whole concept and belief that the Royals really belong to the city and to the fans. We launched our first video uh, just earlier this week, and I'm excited to see the rest of them that will really uh, showcase the fans. It'll showcase local businesses, our neighborhoods. Uh, this is a really cool campaign. Well, I, for me, the first kind of like, you know, um, you know, thought that I had is welcome to the city. I'm like, this is the kickoff for the new downtown stadium. And it gets kind of excited thinking about the future. Yeah, definitely the future and even just the future for opening day. The fact that we are just three weeks away, this whole idea and concept that this is a chance for Kansas City to come together and be together again and watch some great baseball. Pretty exciting. So you mentioned, you know, this is going to be kind of a, a campaign and new videos are going to be coming out as we talk with uh, Sharita Hutton, the Senior Director of Communication Strategy with the Royals. Is this going to be like a year-long campaign and different things are going to occur throughout the year involving this slogan, this campaign, and this organization? Yeah, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Definitely, this is the campaign for the 2023 season. Depending exactly how this goes, you know, we'll look and see what we do in 2024, 2025. But, yes, throughout the entire season, you will definitely see uh, different pieces of this whole campaign. Uh, the team here, our Pine Tar Collective, which is our in-house agency, has been out in, throughout Kansas City kind of showcasing some of our local businesses and restaurants. Uh, there, there's, there's so many pieces to this. It's just really cool. We've firmly adopted it on the football side. I think we're still got work to do on the baseball side, but bring out the blue is an intention to be able to do that. Like we do on Fridays for football. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. So I think when people heard bring out the blue last year, they thought it was like this whole campaign. It was our campaign for the year, but it, it, this is supposed to feel like red Friday. You know, chiefs didn't come up with red Friday. Kansas city came up with that concept. You know that if there's a football game on Sunday, you're wearing red on Friday. So that's kind of the mindset that we want Kansas City to think about during baseball season is when the boys are in town for home games, you know, wear your blue, show off your Royals pride. So that's the whole concept behind it. Raise your home flag. You know, and, and that's kind of cool because you know how we adopt our sports teams like it's nobody's business here in this town. And I think this – I don't, I don't want to use the term – plea but this 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 you know kind of new start of something different of wearing your blue i think fans are going to get behind something like this and have some fun with it i mean you can't go anywhere on a friday in football season and not see somebody wearing red right so i'm with yeah. you let's do this for baseball season too no exactly i mean i sometimes there i am going to actually admit this there's been a couple fridays where i forgot my red and i definitely felt left out yeah. So I hope people um, kind of feel that same way if they forget to wear their blue while the boys are in town. Sharita, opening day is just around the corner, and people can still go. Sometimes I feel like we don't – we think we can't go to opening day, but you can still go to opening day. 
you can still go to opening day. You're absolutely right. Um, you know, I, I, we are hoping that this stadium is going to feel like 2016, 2017 when it was packed for opening day. That's, that's, that's exactly what we're looking for this season. If you don't have your tickets, you're right. You can still get them. There's still tickets available as low as $29. All you have to do is go to the Royals website or you can call 816. 504-4040 and, and grab tickets. We hope to see you out here that day. And so there's a lot that's going to be going on in opening day, as there always is. The thing that I'm looking forward to most, and I think the entire world is looking forward to it most, powder blues. Let's go. Powder blues on opening day. Aren't those uniforms beautiful? Oh, gosh, I mean, yes. they look fantastic. And not only the fact that it's going to be the first time in 50 years that the team wears them, but this is the first time they're going to wear them in Kansas City. So this is a great way to start start the season. Oh, that's right, because they were always road uniforms before, yeah. so we yeah, never got to uniforms. see them here. And you guys are breaking them out for opening day and for the first time ever. That's a wild, <laughs> wild observation that they're going to be worn at home for the first time. That's great. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you've checked out the pictures of, like, George Brett and the team behind him as they're wearing the powder blue uniform. I, they just look fantastic. What else have we got going on for opening day? We're going to be giving away a dinner with Bobby Wood Jr. and get to hang out with him. Is that the, is that the case, too? Or, <laughs> that's, no, I mean... that's it. So there was a, there was a competition that's already expired. Oh. However, we will find out who won that on opening day. But for the first 30,000 people through the gates, they will get a Bobby Wood Jr. bobblehead. Of course, we have that pregame concert with Brother Osborne. That starts at 1 o'clock. So ba- so let's let's go to March 30th really quick. Noon, gates open. If you have a ticket, you get to come in, watch the concert at 1 o'clock for free. Um, that concert will wrap up around 2, 3.15. Game time. I love it. Game, <laughs> game time. <laughs> I'm going to be able to, uh, to, to chow down on some new stuff at the K, I understand, this season. I love ballpark food. I got to be honest. It's a, I don't know, I don't want to say a weakness. It's just, I, I love ballpark food. What's going on at the K this year? No, I totally get it. I just love food in general. And so um, this this is the part that I'm really excited about. So um, there's two new hot dogs. I think both of them sound crazy but intriguing. One of them is a Philly cheesesteak dog. Um, it's everything that you can only imagine, you know, onions, peppers, cheesesteak meat on top of a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're doing a mac and cheese hot dog called the Mac Dog. Um Bacon bits, red pepper relish on top of that. Um, yeah, it, it'll definitely be interesting, uh, some of these new food items that are coming up. What else can people expect from a food standpoint out there? Because I know last year I fell in love with the Reese's Peanut Butter Barbecue Sandwich. I <laughs> did, too. I thought it was unbelievable. great. So I'm embarrassed to admit I didn't ever get a chance to try it. Everybody that tried it raved about it. I thought it was a crazy concept, but everybody seemed to love it. So I'm going to miss I miss the fact that I never got it. Uh, we're doing a lot of shareables this year. So usually you can only go to like a craft and draft or area like that and get like a shareable nachos. Um, it'll be easier for you to find a lot of those items throughout the concession stands. Uh, Airmark's going to introduce a new burnt end sandwich. There's going to be turkey legs out here. Uh, lots of great food. It, lots of great food. You, you mentioned the peppers and onions that are going to be on that cheesesteak hot dog. Are they going to cook them on a flat top so I can just smell the delicious peppers and onions cooking? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just hope there's mint somewhere in this area because you're going to know who got the Philly cheesesteak uh, hot dog. Yeah, everybody's breath is going to be stinking. Sharina, oh, yeah. I have I have asked a number of people within the Royals over the years. I don't think I have I don't think I have sent it your way just yet, but uh, more things to eat in a helmet. I've I've I don't know why we we need more things in a helmet. 
you want more food in a helmet. Yes. Okay, yeah. we can pa- we can pass that along. Do you have idea? I, now I need to know more. Yes, everything. What, what ideas? What, whatever what, it is. Everything. I mean, hot the, dogs. The brisket acho in the helmet is is fantastic. It is terrific. Uh, but I don't know why uh, every nacho's not in the helmet. Um, every fry combination's not in the helmet. Uh, yep. I don't know. Is it poutine? Is that the one with the the, the, the fries and gravy and fries? And Everything yes. in a in a helmet. I I'm in. Okay. All right. No, that's good to know. That is noted. Beer. We'll sure that beer in a helmet. Beer in a helmet. Just people walking around drinking it out of the helmet. Yeah. I, I will love to see that. More Why helmets. More, more helmets. helmets. We need more helmets. So opening day coming up in a couple of weeks. There's going to be a concert. We're going to wear the powder blues. The Bobby Whip bobblehead dolls awesome. are going to be given away. What else is on tap for the season as people start to uh, you know plan their events as they get ready to head out to Kauffman Stadium for the next couple of months? Yeah, there's a lot of exciting things. Of course, our theme nights will be a big hit out here. Jackie Robinson Day coming up in April. We have a K-State night, a KU night, as we're talking about the Big 12 being in town. Um, You know, people should definitely keep up with everything on the website because there are so many interesting things happening uh, at this season. Not only that, I got to watch the team play this week in spring training. It was so good to see them out there. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to get back to baseball. Sharita, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much, and we're looking forward to having a great season. Thank you. See you on March 30th. That's Sharita Hutton, the Senior Director of Communication Strategy for the Royals. Coming up, it's the most overvalued position in sports, and I think Jay may agree next. You're listening to Fesco in the Morning, running 13 years strong. Everybody's asking this is a dynasty. It's been a dynasty. Y'all just ain't no now. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Back on a Friday morning here on 610 Sports Radio. Josh is off. He's headed to the Hamptons for a long weekend on his $200 million yacht. He did take the helicopter there, by the way, Jay. I don't know if you knew that. I just saw him go over the top on Flight flight Tracker. I was uh, tracking it. I saw the helicopter. I'm like, there go the Klinglers. They're going to the yacht. The Hamptons, they're having themselves a nice little weekend. Well, he so. likes to land on the yacht. He, he does. He doesn't leave, to leave from the dock. No, he's he an elitist. Yeah, no. yeah, he's he, an elitist. He likes to take the chopper out on the water. Right. He does. Yeah. He does. He's an elitist. He's got his helicopter. He's ready to he's roll. always been that way. Out there on the yacht. Oh, he's always, always been that way. Our thanks to Sharita Hutton of the Royals. Give you a little insight on opening day. Bobby Witt bobblehead dolls on opening day. How about that, baby? Get to the ballpark. In the World Baseball Classic. Boy, did you know one player that played in that game yesterday for either the Royals or the British team yesterday? That that was different. I mean, the the, the ones already going. Yeah. Panama, Cuba. Some of the atmospheres look pretty special in those, man. USA's getting ready to go to the 11th. Yeah, I mean, the the fans are going crazy. World Baseball Classic's actually a lot of fun to watch. It it looks like it, man. And I wish there was a way to embrace that in the regular season atmosphere in Major League Baseball here, but you're never going to be able to do that. Look look at Dominican's lineup. And then Cuba's using actual players. 
years from Major League Baseball. And the American lineup is crazy. Then you got like Ken Griffey Jr. as the hitting yeah, coach. Yeah, he's awesome, right? I mean, you look yeah. at the people standing on the dugout. It's like the who's who. There's Trout next to Griffey. Come I know. On, it's awesome. I'd like and to see Bobby Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bobby Wood Jr.'s in it. And and you Brady, know, Singer Brady Singer's involved. Greggy oh. didn't have any time for that. So he's, he was pitching against the British team yesterday. From what I understand, the British team was not very good yesterday. He beat him, though. I mean, there's a lot Got to win that game. That was a must-win game. Was. But they didn't treat it like a must-win no, game. No, it was definitely. It it, it's an international game. you got to win those things for, for country pride, city pride. The hashtag Royals. That's right. you got to have it. Got to have that win yesterday, and they did eight to one. Very nicely done by them. Specter is now in. Good morning, Stephen. It's nice Good to see morning, you. Feel ready to shout it morning, out. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten on the J Southland. Ah, I don't have no. the music pulled. Oh, uh, we're not going to shout it out well, today. We'll push it back to ten oh two. Oh, ten oh two. All right, perfect. That works great. Lake and Bink will get to that coming up later <laughs> on today. Um, I, I was I was looking at the text line two days ago now, and and this is something that's kind of stuck oh, just with now me. You were? No, no, two days ago. I mean, I was looking at it two days. I'm looking at it right now. But, I, but I, I, two days ago, there was a text that, that jumped out at me that I wanted to get to and talk about because I think it kind of describes, you know, us as fans, you know, in, in the NFL right now and where we are. And it was a text on the text line that we were talking about when Daniel Jones got the franchise tag and then the Giants, or not the franchise tag, but his contract, and then they franchise Saquon Barkley. And he's only going to get $10 million this year. And I'm like, that's the best case scenario for a running back, especially a running back that's been injured like Saquon Barkley one year $10 million I'm great with that right he had an opportunity during the season to sign a contract that was valued more per year than what he's getting on the franchise deal I think the Giants offered him something for like 12 million a year back then I'm glad they didn't sign that contract because I think that the running back position is the most overrated overvalued position in all of sports and I think we as fans though get caught up in the sexiness of that running back position like we hear names and we think it's it, it's important and we think it's great and then you look at teams that win the Super Bowl and correct me if I'm wrong Jay because you're more of a, a football buff than anybody I have to go back to like 2014 in Seattle to find a true legit running back that helped a team win a Super Bowl, and that was Marshawn Lynch, right? You got to go back that far, almost an entire decade, to where you see a true legit running back that was basically the catalyst for a team winning the Super Bowl. Then look at what we've done here in Kansas City. The two Super Bowls we won, Damian Williams was the star running back. He was an undrafted free agent that was cut and bounced around the NFL that the Chiefs were like, sure, come on, have a cup of coffee with us. And then Isaiah Pacheco, a seventh round draft pick. And, and this becomes the time of year, you know, especially next week when free agency begins, where we all lose our collective minds because we recognize a name and we know a name and we want this guy because you think it's going to be good and it ends up being fool's gold and it ends up being a waste of money. So the way that the Giants thing played out with Saquon Barkley getting the franchise tag deal, I'd franchise tag him again next year if I were the Giants because I just don't see the value in paying a running back in this league and the Super Bowl champions of basically the last decade have proven you don't need a household name to be your running back to win a championship. No, you don't. I've gone back and forth with this. I used to be all pro running back, and then I got into the stage where you, do you really need them. Yeah. That's the question because here I will say this. Out of the top 10 runners last year in the NFL, mm -hmm. all of them were first or second round pick except for Aaron Jones. Okay. Number 10. Number 10. And when you go top 15, I think Armandre Stevenson was in there. And Tyler Algier, mm -hmm. who may or may not have been mocked to the Chiefs in my mock draft. <laughs> what round did you fifth mock round. him? Fifth so, round. Fifth round. He went in the fifth round. I was like, I, I had him like the fifth or sixth. But anyway, regardless, again, these teams aren't winning the Super Bowl. Right. But they have top 10 rushers, top 15. I mean, really, this low, list is loaded. Like, like edge rushers and everything else. I took a look at... Uh, where they, most of our first rounders, mm -hmm. picks one through 18, to be honest with you, were 
50% of the top 24 sackers last year were picks 1 through 15. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Same way with the year before. I always look at the top 20 sackers and say, okay, what mm-hmm. round were you picked in? They're trying to figure out if, if the teams need to trade up or not. But the running back position is interesting to me because you have a team like the, Derrick Henry who, when I look at the NFL and I think of great teams, I think of their quarterback being the catalyst. Like right. I look at the Chiefs, Mahomes, or Josh Allen, and the Bills, or Burrow, in the Bengals, when I look at the Titans, I think of Derrick Henry. You think of Derrick Henry, like That's right. really the only team I look at as a power team thinking of. But they didn't win the, the Super Bowl. Up. They didn't. And now they're, they're talking about jettisoning Derrick Henry mm-hmm. and not having him there anymore. That's their identity is Derrick Henry. But can you think about another NFL team that says, okay, I think of the running back first. Some teams, I mean, Cleveland, great running game. Philadelphia had a great running game, too, because we see more and more quarterbacks running the football now. But, yes, it's about getting the Pachecos in the seventh round because you can do this with teams that are good. These teams don't have good quarterbacks sometimes. When you think about some of these some of these rushers that are dominating, mm-hmm. yeah, this, sure, Miles Sanders with Jalen Hurts, that's a, that's a difference. You know, that, that, that right. works out. But for the most part, that is where it's predicated on. But, yes, Brett Veach said, seventh round or undrafted, we can get a running back, and he's 100% right. You might, might want to listen to his uh, uh, pre-draft press conference because the year before he said second, third round is the hot zone, so we got right. Bolton. So he's given you a nugget every year the last two years that's come to fruition. But, yeah, I'm with you. You do not need to go hog wild on a running back. It's all about it's the, the quarterback. the biggest waste of money in sports. It's about wide receiver and quarterback. Yep. That's where the talent is in the NFL right now, especially skill position-wise, the receiver, because all these college running backs are switching to college. Odell Beckham could have been a great running back at LSU. Probably so. He wanted to be a wide receiver. Right, because that's where the money is. That's where the talent is. That's where the money is, and that's how you make your nut in this league. And and, and running backs just, you know, I I would never pay a running back any sort of money, ever, 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 ever. I don't care how good you are. You can't get caught up in, oh, my God, this guy's so good, and it's a name I know, and and, and let's go get it. And and, and that's fool's gold. Look at Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He didn't need to make that pick. Josh and I have talked for years about how much we didn't like that pick when it happened, but it was like a luxury pick. They really didn't need anything. You're coming off a Super Bowl win. Fine, go out and get Clyde Edwards-Lair. He stinks. He has not been any good. The best running back on this team is a seventh-round pick. The next best running back that we've seen in the Andy Reid era that they brought in was an undrafted free agent in Damian Williams. And or so, Jarek McKinnon that or comes Jarek in. Or McKinnon that comes in. Yeah, right. Like, like you just don't need to break the bank record. and get excited. Like, this kid from Texas right now that everybody's mocking all Bichon. over the place. Right? Like, fine. If you want to draft that kid in the first round, you're, you're, you're writing your ticket to being fired as a general manager because you are going going to get let down by that guy. It's just it's just the law of averages right now in the NFL. Wasting picks and wasting money on running backs is the dumbest thing you can do as an NFL general manager. And anybody that's going out there and overdrafting running backs and overpaying running backs, they're not going to be around to see the end of those running back contracts. And so I love what the Chiefs are doing. They're investing money the smart way. They're investing money into the right positions, and they're not spending foolish money. And that's why they're always going to maintain themselves on top because the running back gets injured so much too. You got money tied up in that guy. Now your cap all goes to hell. And so that's another story for another day. But I just wanted to kind of address that Barkley thing because people are like, how come you didn't want that guy to get paid? Because he's a running back. No running back should ever be paid in the NFL. And the Chiefs were in this trap too. When it was Priest Holmes, then it was Larry Johnson. Yeah. They drafted Larry Johnson 27. They so did, okay. right. So then they paid Priest Holmes. 
but you had LJ. But they also got Larry Johnson in free, or not Larry Johnson, Priest Holmes in free agency. I remember the day he signed. I'll never forget the day he signed. Oh. And it was like such an under the radar kind of free agent signing that the, the Baltimore Ravens just left him for dead. And the Chiefs got him for basically nothing and brought him in here. And I remember I was producing the afternoon show with Don Fortune. I'm like, we're going to have you know, Priest Holmes on today. And he goes, who cares? He's not going to do anything. And t- turned out to be an amazing player. But he was the perfect offense for Priest Holmes with that offensive but line. But it was time to go because the same offensive line, he was at three point eight yards of carry. Larry comes in, is over five yards right. of carry. And, and how long did Priest last? He had a shelf life of basically three years. The Chiefs fell yeah. into a trap that all teams in the NFL did. Got to have a running back. Got to pay the running back. Got to keep him with your like teams fell in that trap. Oh God, yes. A but that was the and, that was the style it, it of football the back then. And I understand the Clyde pick. I get it because he came in and he was supposed to be a guy. Listen, he's the only running back in the history of the SEC. The history of the SEC that has twenty first round picks since two thousand. To have 1,000 yards rushing and 50 receptions in a year. Never been done. Never been done. Except for Clyde. But he was with Joe Burrow, Uh Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase was on that team. It was a loaded offense. So, yeah, Clyde was kind of the ancillary piece there that he was going to get his catches. But I understand the Chiefs thinking there. Oh, sure. Yeah. Catch the football. Now, Jerry McKinnon comes in, who was a former third round pick. But bottom line is, he signed with the Chiefs for league minimum Mm -hmm. back on June 14th. They brought him back. So, he was an addition this year and a great addition. But they proved that you can redshirt a guy. Play him towards the end. And the Chiefs have been good at this because they keep him fresh. Yeah. Okay, we'll start putting you more into the games, eighth or ninth week, staying in block, things like that. We'll start giving you a ball. Keep your legs fresh, and the Chiefs have been able to do that. And Clyde edwards helaire has been injured the entire time he's been he here, is, too, right? you got to have a quarterback. You do. You do. And the Chiefs do have a quarterback. they got a pretty good one. I don't know if you know his name is Patrick Mahomes. But look at the teams that are quarterbacks. I know, I know. Look, look at the, the only team I could say, Derrick Henry, when I look at the Titans, that's when I think that's the only team I look at and say, that's running back because when you think of Titans right now, it's a first. That's this, the first picture yeah, you're thinking. You're not right. thinking of Tannehill. You're thinking of Derrick Henry. Yeah, no, hope nobody thinks of Tannehill. Um, Tiger Woods is in some. I, I don't want to call it trouble, but this is an amazing story. So his his girlfriend, you know, he's breaking up with his girlfriend, and and basically she wouldn't leave. She was squatting at the house, and it's like, all right, it's it's time for you to go. She was like the Jim Beheim of, of college <laughs> basketball. Like it's time for you to go, man. Like we're showing you the door. And, and she wouldn't get out. So so Tiger essentially pulled a ruse on her and said, hey, pack your bags. We're going on a short vacation, right? So she packs her bags, goes to the airport. She's met at the airport, and they told her, well, you're no longer living at Tiger's house. You're out. We've, we've locked you out of the house. The only way to get her out of the crib was to say, hey, we're going on vacation. Pack your bag. That's a horrible way to break up with somebody, right? I mean, like that that that's like last resort way of dumping somebody, right? I know you've been around the block a couple of times with the ladies. I've had bad breakup stories. I want to know your worst breakup story at 913-586-7610. 913-586-7610. What is your worst breakup story? And we're going to have some fun with those throughout the day because this Tiger story is unbelievable. This woman literally is squatting at his house. He's done with the relationship. She won't leave. They got a Bayheimer and, and basically tell her she has to leave. And they say, go to the airport. You're going on a trip. And then they locked her out of the house. I'm surprised it took that, though. Right, well, <laughs> I mean, Instead of just leave. Leave. But she wouldn't leave. So, all right, we're going to tell you you're going on a trip. Pack your bags and let's go. So, I mean, it's, it's an unbelievable well, breakup story. That, yeah. Right? And, and and But you don't want to get law enforcement involved, well, I mean, right? I mean, come up with the vacation. You're Tiger Woods, man. I, yeah, but you know, Tiger doesn't need the cops showing up. You, that, no, that's the last thing you need, I mean, right? You don't need the cops showing up, right? You got to be able to get rid of your, your guests like that. I mean, you can't just let them stay there. You don't have to come up with the concoction of a They trip. allowed Bayheim to stay 46 
seven years at Syracuse right. before they had to show him the door, okay? And eventually somebody had to show him the door. So we, I'm sure you've had one, Speck. I'm sure you've had a bad breakup story. Mine was in college. I, I, I dated this girl in college, and, like, she just wouldn't leave. And finally, my roommate's like, he is done with you, and slammed the door in her face. I have not seen her since. Really? So it, it's been very good. Uh, and, and But she just would not leave. Most women are like that. I mean, they love me. What can I say, right? Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a prize. No, I kid. Um, but but she would not leave, and so my roommate's finally like, you need to go. He is done with you. Goodbye. Boom. Door closed. Haven't seen her since. And that was not a nice way to break up with somebody, but she was kind of like she wouldn't leave. It was time to go. The relationship was over. I was moving on. You're done here. See your way out. And she couldn't get the hint that it was time for her to go. So what about you? You, You've had, I don't know how many. Yeah, I had a football romance, they call it, um, um, it's back a football I, romance. Yeah, what the hell is that? I'm, I'm not proud of this, but right. you know what the hell it is, me. Right. And her dad had season tickets. Right. So around football season, hey, what's up, baby? Mm-hmm. You know, it's got like. So you dated this girl oh, because of season yeah, tickets, hundred percent. So how did 100%. how was the bad breakup though? It was it was back when you know texting first became popular. Oh, okay. Right. And I texted rather than made a phone call or a call. Mm-hmm. I just sent a text. You sent a text. This is back when it first started, right? Yeah, I mean, back then you couldn't do that. I, but I did. Now, I was telling the story the other day. It's a football day. romance, though. My, my 12-year-old daughter broke up with her boyfriend yeah. on Sunday. He did it over text message. And I was like, All mm. the kids do, or TikTok. And, and that's just kind of the way they're doing it right now. So I've accepted that's kind of, it was a nice little note that he sent her that, you know, we're no really? longer together and, and whatnot. I'm like, man, back in our day, back in our day, you had to call, right? You had to call somebody and tell them you weren't going to. You had to talk you know, to the dad first. Then talk then, to the yeah. dad and, and do all that kind of stuff. And so, so that that's kind of the, the life I've been living. So she's fine now. We talked about it on Monday, how, how, how it all went down, but that was via text. I mean, so back then, yeah, you should not have done that via text. What's, what's, what's the difference? Yeah, not because it, I, I was mean, on the forefront, on the cutting edge. Yeah, but it was too early in that. Spectre, you got a bad breakup story? Yeah. Uh, right before I moved to Kansas City, I think the young lady that I was dating thought we were on the same wavelength and she was considering coming to Kansas City. Oh, but you weren't considering bringing her no, to Kansas City. No, and so City. I broke up with her on the phone. And oh. That was, uh, but that was like 10 years ago yeah 10 years ago this month yeah so 10 years ago i mean i i don't know I, at least she didn't do it via text message right at least yeah she but move here. she uh yeah thank god so yeah. what yeah. was what was that the one with the weird name that you used to know it was like, not lisby lisby that's <laughs> that right lisby i couldn't remember i was like flyvin was her name or something like that i didn't i didn't recall what joe it was. mayo joe mayo that's exactly right how come we never met bob sacamano like I, I, I've, I've decided, like, if I'm going to watch Seinfeld, you need to be sitting next to me, and so does Vern, so I can just ask questions. Because I get a lot of questions in my mind when I'm watching episodes of Seinfeld, which I do on the on the reg. Well, I was just watching, I'm watching the final season right now, and then Kramer says, they're all wonder why they've never met you. That, right, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lies. But, like, it was one of the early episodes, and they're in the soothsealer, uh, healer, and, and this one, George gets sick, and he turns purple, and he's got to go to the ambulance. Oh, it goes to Clor Ekman. Yeah, and, 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 and or Tor. <laughs> Tor, Tor, yeah. And they say, you know, Bob Sacamano told me to go here. Like, we've never met Bob Sacamano. So, or his father. Or his father. When he ran for Del Boca Vesta, you know, the, phase two condo correct. president. Correct. <laughs> yes. So, 913 Five eight six seven six ten on the J Southland tow service text line. What is your worst breakup story from the eight one six? Got dumped over email. Yeah, that really stinks. Uh, from the eight one six, old girlfriend broke up while I walked in on her cheating. 
on me with her ex. That's, that's always a bad. That's yeah. a bad one. Yeah. Uh, from the nine one three, broke up with a girl on my birthday. Met up with her, and she was a little bit late meeting up with me because she was dropping off a homemade cheesecake for me at my parents' house oh, to boy. surprise me later that night. Oh, Man, that's 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 a rough was the cheesecake one. good though. I know. I hope the cheesecake was good. From the eight one six, I had to have my sister go remove the uh, psycho from my house and remove all of her things at the same time. Ugh. You know, I hate the uh, public engagements. You know, with the stadium and stuff, when people get on their knee like in front of the whole crowd. Yeah, stadiums. Breakups would be better. Like if these pro teams had public breakups, right? Wouldn't you be interested? Because I'm not interested in the engagements. I don't. I could care. I, I, don't I think care. they're terrible. I, I, I hate but, the. I hate the in-game proposals. But wouldn't you be engaged with a uh, breakup? Yeah, like at a stadium. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, I'm dumping. You. I'm dumping you instead of the kiss cam, the breakup cam. That would oh, be really man. good. Yeah, that I, I do like that. From the nine one three, I hadn't heard from her in two weeks. Called her house. Her mom broke up with me for her. Oh God. Mm. That's really good. No, great cheesecake. My parents still refer to it See? as the dump cake. Dump cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, parents. From the 816, I never broke up with a girl. I just left schools and never talked to her again. <laughs> so you just transferred? I mean, good Lord. So keep them coming. Your worst breakup stories at 913-586-7610 because Tiger had to basically tell his girlfriend, you're done here. We're going on a trip and then locked her out of the house. Also from the 913 Mulva. Uh, coming up here on 610 Sports Radio, the Big 12 has done something to prove that they are the legit baller league in all of college sports. We'll tell you what that is next. So around football season, hey, what's up, baby? Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Well, it is a Friday here on 610 Sports Radio. Spectre in for Jed, who is in for B-Dub. Uh, Josh is out today. He is doing dad stuff. And Jay Binkley in for him today. We're taking your worst breakup stories based on the Tiger Woods story. The only way to get his girlfriend out of the house was to tell her she was going on a trip and had her show up to the airport and then lock the door behind her. Uh, your worst breakup stories on the Jay Southland Tow Service text line at 913-586-7610. I do like this one. You want to know a bad breakup story, all of Kansas. Kansas City was shouted out. Thanks, BM. Way to go, Speck. Still still feeling the heat from everybody. Hello. Yeah, still feeling the heat from everybody. Uh, I was dumped from the 913 from my ex-girlfriend's twin, so she didn't have to do it. <laughs> Did you ask her out? If they're twins, why Might not? as well, might yeah. As well. Look, look the same. Yeah, yeah, might as well do something like that. I was going to break up with my girlfriend via shouted out, but Spectre took that away. Now we're married. Congratulations. Way to go. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. You see David Putty texted in? No. On vacation in Italy, got into a huge fight and broke up on the spot. Had to fly home sitting next to her for 17 hours. Uh, oh, was vegetable lasagna on the other side of you, yes, too? That yes, is, that is correct. <laughs> uh, from the uh, 913, broke up with a girl after a good night. She followed up with, I'm pregnant with my ex's kid. Oh, no. <laughs> Have you ever known someone that raised somebody else's kid and didn't know it? No. Do you have you? Oh, yeah. One person. You know somebody who raised somebody else's kid, thought it was their own? Yeah. How, when, and... And go over well. Wait, wait, okay, back the truck up. 
When did they realize it wasn't their kid? How did they find out it wasn't oh, like their 10 kid? Ten years later, and she told him. Oh yes. my yeah, I God! Well, I, I would. I, I mean, what would you do in that situation? I, no I mean, it, it, obviously you're going to love the kid because you've already it, loved the kid for ten years, like it was your own child. I can't you think didn't of any know. worse news. It really. Oh are. my God! I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. Wow! 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 From the nine one three broke up with a girl when she saw me at a Royals game with another girl. Sorry, she had the all you could eat seats. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's that's why those kiss cams and things get dangerous. Because if We're you're there and you're not balls. supposed to be there, yeah. You catch a foul ball, they're showing you the replay. Yeah. And See who's next to you. Yeah, and all of a sudden, like, uh, you're not supposed to be with that person. So, uh, anyway, it uh, it is uh, it is uh, free for you to tell us what you did and had that worst breakup. I had a girlfriend my freshman year at KU from the 913. She was a senior and obsessed with me. I decided to ghost her, and she broke into our fraternity house and stole half of my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I love stories like that. So, yes, you can uh, tell us all morning long about your bad Tiger Woods breakup stories. So the Big 12 is going a little bit baller, right, um, in, in what they're trying to do right now. They've got a, a new commissioner who came in from the Nets and, and has done some good stuff, uh, you know, in the, in the entertainment world over the years. And he's kind of changing the face of this league for the better. And I think a lot of the media types are a little upset that their free seats along the court side were taken and moved up to the top row uh, of, the, of the stadium. Nobody cares the media seats quite honestly if you're if you're if you're in the media and you're complaining that your free front row seat was taken away go pound sand somewhere else pal um but i <laughs> think the, i used to sit up there anyway yeah you you <laughs> right. like a few of us yeah it was like a 610 guys like we we're the only ones sit up, up in the rafters right go up there hang out in the rafters <laughs> and wave to the bad, crowd you know? right you're you're eating for free and you're there for free yeah. quit complaining about where your seat is but what they're doing with those old media seats that used to be in the front there they're selling them for five grand a piece for the big 12 tournament shack's yeah. going to be sitting in them on saturday night for the for the championship game. I don't think Shaq paid for his seat, but they're trying to make this league cool. They're trying to make this league hip. They're trying to make this league, you know, something that it hasn't been. It's been your, you know, your, your dad's Midwestern league for so long that, that had the why you know, never us attitude and, oh, we don't want to rock the boat. And meanwhile, we've seen our league get diminished and poached and everybody stealing from our league because we weren't aggressive enough. We just went, oh, oh sorry, uh, with, with, with college sports. And now Brett Yormark comes in. He's like, screw this. We're, we're dominating the world, man. We're owning college sports. Sports right now, and they're about to own college sports in a big way because it looks like they may be adding the two Arizona schools, they may be adding Colorado, they may be adding Utah into the Big 12. Anything that helps expand the brand of the league, it's time for the Big 12 to step up and be a big boy and stop letting everybody kind of run all over them, you know? Yeah, they're finally being proactive. We've talked about this before, you know, like these conferences like the Big 10 and everything, they go out and grab whoever they want to. Right. They're, they're being proactive, and the Big 12 under Bowles be reactive. Right. You know, we don't believe anything. I mean, he's, he's so silly, he goes home and doesn't even realize his two biggest programs are leaving. That, right. Not That's one of the most unbelievable things of all time. Not scuttlebutt or anybody calling right. you say, hey, man, you might want to check out what Texas is doing. Right. Like, how does nobody know that? Nobody knew. He didn't know it. But your mark comes in here. He takes 208 media seats because it's way too many. Yeah. Not that many people actually cover the game. You know that. Right. I mean, the writers write and, you know, a few things to beat writers. Do we really write. need the media to cover these games? Hell, no, I mean, yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the, it on TV. Honestly, yeah. most are there for the free tickets and the food. Food, yeah, right. They're freeloaders. Because their boss right. made them go. I mean, right. They're not actually doing things. Well, they can get some audio after the game of K State. Who yeah, cares? Right. I mean, you see that stuff myself, but it doesn't matter. 5000 bucks, like he said, for the seat. 208 seats. That's a baller move, man. It is. That's the Big 12 saying, you know what? We want these Pac-12 schools because they're shaky. And how have the tables have turned? Because remember when the Pac-12 was going to raid the Big 12? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they can't get media rights done. Right. Except for maybe some secondary channel that's a streaming deal. But they want to be on main TV and all these conference commissioners. They actually had the perfect setup. 
What they did is they did regionalization. So the Arizona, Arizona State had their own channel, UCLA, mm-hmm. USC. They had six different networks. Which is stupid. And one general Pac-12. It wasn't like the SEC where you have one network. They had too many. Larry Scott, they went outside the box, bringing in Larry, who was from the Tennis Association, thinking, okay, this could t- change things up. Because if you're looking had- to way to do things in sports, you look at the Tennis Association. But he was outside the box, but he failed. But your marks coming in here with some new ideas. Hey, let's take some of these media seats away. We'll put them upstairs and sell these tickets for five thousand. More way, money. That way we can get some scan. Some some guys. Look who's the down side. there. Maybe Mahomes Maybe is down there. Kelsey, Shaq. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get some ballers. So you look. Oh, these people are at the Big Twelve turn. This is a big deal. Is Fat Joe performing. <laughs> you can get that. I think so. I think, and then but, I see that. Think about when you watch Yankees games or Mets games, and they, or Dodgers, and they pay and they and show they, all the celebrities, the celebrities right? They're at the game. You're like, oh, it must be a big deal. Big deal. Took time out of the, you know, Jimmy Fallon took time out to go out. And Larry watch the King. Game. Hello, Larry, Dodgers. Yeah, yes. he took time to go watch the game. Ooh, it's kind of a big deal. These sports stars going to watch it. It's what the Big Twelve wants. Yeah, it's a, it's a small thing, but five thousand a seat to sit down there when the media was just there to put cheese in their face. Instead of covering the event, right? Perfect, perfect. No, I think it's I think it's a great idea, and I, I'm excited to see where the Big Twelve is going to go. And I I think for for everybody who you know was like you know die in the wool Big Twelve supporters, it's going to be a, a completely different league. And I was telling you as you were taking the elevator, and I was walking up the stairs this morning, I said, don't be surprised if they decide to start moving this tournament around. I know it's great here in Kansas City, but when you start to expand the league and you want to expand the footprint and you want to expand the brand of this thing it may have to go somewhere else. As good as it is here, you start adding other teams from all over the country. You've got you know, a South Florida team getting into the mix, something from Cincinnati's coming in. There may be some Western teams added in with this new look. You may think about moving the Big 12 tournament around a little bit to, to increase the money and to cr- increase the value of the league. And so you know, I don't want to say we're at the end of the line here in Kansas City because I don't believe it. I still think this is the best place for the Big 12 tournament. But as the league continues to grow, you may see it go out for bid and and you may see other parts of the country want to have the Big 12 championship and offer more money for it, too. I think the Big 10 kind of laid the, the footprint that you need all four um, time zones. Yeah. Like, you need the West Coast time zone, which they have now. Mm-hmm. When UCLA and USC get there so they can have these things in Los Angeles. You can go play it in L.A. Right. And do things. The Big 12 looking, you know, for that West Coast time zone mm-hmm. to have these things and expand it. But it's someone forward thinking, and you have to be. In this day and age, you have to start loading your conference up. Yep. Or or they're going to leave. Or they're going to leave. Like the Big 12 has been on shaky ground for so long. There was talk, okay, is Kansas State going to end up Mountain West? Where's KU going to end up? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of that going on, and for good reason. Yeah, right. Because the Big 12 was about to crumble. That's why it took somebody outside of Bob Bowlesby to get things going in the right direction and get somebody that's a poacher. Right. Get a hunter. Get a hunter. Don't be reactive to what they're doing. The Big 12, believe it or not, had a chance to be the first conference with the network. Right, and they chose not to. Yep. And they chose not to, and their guy went to the Big 10 to start the Big 10 network, who was going to start the Big 12 network. Right. But instead, you have a Longhorn network. You can barely get in the state of Texas. You can go to any bar, and they hardly have the Longhorn network. Who wants to watch average sports? Well, Alabama doesn't even have their own network. Yeah, not a lot of electricity in Alabama these People days. People watch it, though, but they don't even have their own. They, they share it with the SEC network, but the Big 12 could have been the first conference with the network. And to be honest with you, I think that was the downfall of the conference in the beginning yeah. when they didn't have that, when they had the chance to get that in the Big Ten took their guy. Yeah. Tournament coverage on 610 Sports Radio brought to you by Twin Peaks. Each drink scenic views. Three area locations. Find your lodge at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. 610 Sports Radio, KCSP Kansas City, WDF HD2 Liberty, and Odyssey Station. Uh, from the Chiefs' perspective, this offseason is going to be 
I, you know, I, I, I always look at when you win the Super Bowl, now that we're experienced at that for a couple of times. You win the Super Bowl, you get that free pass, right? You get that Super Bowl bump, and everybody's great, and everything's wonderful. But the goal is to continue to stack these things because, in my opinion, and, and, and I think Josh and I may have touched on this a little bit, but I think the goal of the organization is to go out there and find a way to uh, to make sure that Patrick Mahomes becomes the all-time Super Bowl champion, right? And and make sure that he has the most Super Bowl rings when his career is all said and done. And really to stockpile as many championships as you can before Andy Reid decides he's going to go out to retirement and, and live in California and enjoy his life, right? So you want to stack championship after championship after championship. And as fans, we can celebrate and get, get excited. You know, this weekend marks a month since the Super Bowl legal tampering starts this week. Something happens on Sunday, I think think with the legal tampering, but really on Monday, it kind of all gets going. But so throw your uh, brackets away. Yeah, the, nobody's going to be talking brackets next week. The NFL just has, continues to find ways to just kill every other sport that's involved in life. And and so you're looking at an offseason from a fan perspective where we're celebrating, but you're also looking at an offseason, in my opinion, from an inside the organization standpoint of what are we going to do to win this thing again? We want to keep stacking championships because you don't want to miss those years when you've got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in their prime. This is a vital offseason for them to go out there and make sure they get a couple of things, you know, kind of fixed so they can go out there and win another Super Bowl. I'll never forget if the Chiefs won the Super Bowl at 2019 season, right? Mm-hmm. After they win it, Brett Veach said this and still holds true today. Yeah, I think, I mean, just in general in this league, I mean, it's, it's. I, I joke with the guys all the time. I, I always thought, like, if you become a GM and, and won a Super Bowl, it's like icing on the cake and, you know, stress-free life. He goes, stress-free life. He right. thought once you win once it, you won, it's man. icing on the cake, and that's not the case. Right. You want more. Andy Reid wants more. Like he came to Kansas City, had never won a Super Bowl, wants to win more. And I think this offseason for the Kansas City Chiefs is completely different when you think about it because they're in the top of the mountain mm-hmm. and they're just looking down. Every other team could look at the Chiefs, right. like the Bills, the Bengals, the Ravens, all these teams could look at the Chiefs. How are they doing it? Mm-hmm. And you, you saw what happened in free agency last year. The draft teams are drafting to stop the Chiefs. GMs and scouts are talking to each other when they go to the combine about drafting to stop Kansas City. Right. Who's Kansas City want to stop? They, they're in the toughest position. They're, they're almost playing on house money because they got two Super Bowl championships at last four, and they're looking back. But who? Where's the line, though, Jay, between playing on house money versus being addicted to winning? Do, do, you, you know, know what I'm the, saying? But what the Chiefs are doing, you know how tough this is, what they're doing? This is incredible. Oh, it's incredibly tough. Patrick Mahomes took up 17% of the cap. No quarterback in NFL history has taken up 17% of it. That's the high watermark. Now, Peyton Manning had more at 18%, but they didn't win. It was right. years they didn't win the Super Bowl. But 17% is the most winning quarterback the Super Bowl's ever made. Patrick Mahomes just did that. Why they do it? Because 21 of the last 22 picks are on this roster or on the practice squad because mm-hmm. people don't include Cornell Powell, but he is on the practice squad, so technically he is here. But 21 and 22, seventh-round running back, seventh-round Jalen Watson. The Chiefs just got compensatory picks yesterday. Two or seventh rounders, two who cares? No, well, who cares? They had two major players exactly, in the seventh round. Yeah, exactly. Two major players for the Kansas Chiefs. Why? Because they're drafting well. And you have to do this if you have 17% of your cap with the quarterback. And it's a biggest example when people are saying, well, I think the Eagles are going to be a, uh, a dynamo. Well, okay, how? Pay Jalen Hurts right. and then keep winning and tell me what's going on. Pay Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, keep winning and tell me what happens. Pay Justin Herbert. Tell me if you're still as good as you were before. I don't. I don't. I don't think they were good ever. Well, the, I think these teams are good, but the I, I think the Chargers have to battle a horrible head coach. Oh, I'm with you. I'm 100 percent with you. But again, pay your quarterback and then tell me how good you are. Yeah, the Chiefs paid Mahomes and they're still good. And they're still good. Why? Because yeah. Albert Breer wrote that great piece on Monday morning quarterback. When they start thinking, well, about I think they're better than just Albert Breer. Well, I mean, he, I don't think he, he had anything to do no, with he, it. He wrote that great article about Brent Tillis, the cap guy, and Beach. 
wanting to figure out a way to pay Mahomes before he even started the game. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they saw him as a future quarterback, a Super Bowl champion, future MVP. They, they bet on him, man. They bet on themselves. They bet on Patrick Mahomes. And so they figured out how are we going to pay this guy. Mm-hmm. And they had a plan. The Chiefs actually had a plan. Again, pay these other quarterbacks and tell me how good their teams are because you have to draft well. And you have to trade well. You have to go out and get Orlando Brown, who's sitting here as the number one free agent in football. It's unbelievable. And nobody liked the trade when right. Brad Beach did because he had to get a left tackle. And he got one. And he got one. And he got Nick Bolton out of the deal, Yeah, too. people forget about that. Yeah. yeah. that. yeah. So it's a great – you have to be able to make trades, do contracts, things like this. But you're on the top of the mountain. Everybody's looking at you. Who are you looking at? Yeah. That's what's so hard for the Kansas City Chiefs is. You know what they're the, looking at? Though? They're no looking benchmark. at benchmark. They're only taking care of themselves, which is huge. They're, they're looking at dynasty, though. They're looking at legacy. They're looking at the Patriots, and they're saying, that's what we want to be, and that's ultimately what we want to do. And and using Mahomes as a comp, I was listening to uh, to our sister station, WFAN, the other day, and and they were talking about, you know, the Jets got their issues, the Giants have their issues, and, and, and one guy calls up to the radio station and goes, I just think we need to do, you know, like what Kansas City's doing with Mahomes. Mahomes and, and and he started going to get any any backtracks and he goes yeah using Mahomes is probably a bad example on my point my part and I'm like yeah you're right about that because if you're going in with that mindset that you talked about of paying the quarterback you know and and using the Mahomes model here in Kansas City you've got to have a quarterback that is Patrick Mahomes and that just doesn't exist anywhere else in the National Football League right now no matter how good Joe Burrow is he's not Mahomes no matter how good Josh Allen may be he's not Patrick Mahomes and neither of those guys have the Andy Reid and the Travis Kelsey and all of that on there so I I just think at times like like Patrick Mahomes right now in this organization they're up here in this stratosphere and everybody else is clearly below them and you always want to be the best and it's a copycat league but my god the Chiefs have got something here that you just can't copy, and that's that Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid die. So if you're going into your offseason or you're trying to build your organization like the Chiefs did, and you're saying, well, we're going to use the Mahomes model, who's your quarterback? Where are you getting Patrick Mahomes to be your quarterback to be able to allow you to, to do the Mahomes model where you can not pay wide receivers and he makes everybody better? There's only been one other guy in the history of the free world that has done that, and that's Tom Brady, and Mahomes is definitely on that level. But Speaking of Tom Brady, the Chiefs always had the Patriots to look at. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big reason why they brought in Peoli and everything oh, absolutely, else. Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. what the Patriots are doing. So the Chiefs have always respected the Steelers because the continuity with the head coach, GM, they, everybody, everything stayed the same. The parts stayed the same. Right. Quarterbacks stayed the same, and the parts around them moved. And they're different. But the Chiefs always looked at the Patriots. Right? They're, they're the top dog right now. How do we beat them? And the Chiefs brought in players, drafted players, whatever, to beat that team. Mm-hmm. Ever since that Alex Smith-led team, Went to New England and got beat. She's like, how do we beat this team? Right. But they had somebody in the crosshairs. It was the Patriots. A lot of people did, but they were able to kind of stick their arm out and stiff arm people, Derrick Henry style, to keep teams away from them. And sometimes teams win are. and they get fat and happy. This organization is not getting no, fat and happy How are the Rams all. doing? How are the, are the Buccaneers doing? They haven't parlayed into anything. Nothing. But again, pay your quarterback, continue to win, then talk to me. Right. Don't talk about dynasties with any of these quarterbacks until you pay them. Until you pay them. Because once you pay them, then you have to draft well. Then you have to make shrewd trades. Then you have to go to Costco or Sam's Club or whatever to find your team or go out and sign Jarrett McKinnon for league minimum on June 14th mm-hmm. or have two seventh-rounders helping you out or having four rookies in defensive backs or have the third most rookies play. The other two teams are picking one and two in the draft, and yet the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. Yeah. You have to be able to do that. Chiefs have nobody in the crosshairs, but they're in everybody's crosshairs. But- 
It, it makes it tough. It, it does, but it also t- tells you and shows you the rarefied air that we're in right now with Patrick Mahomes. Because in my opinion, Jordan, Brady, and Mahomes are three players in our lifetimes that you just can't use as comps. You can't say, we want to do what Patrick Mahomes is doing. We want to do what Michael Jordan's doing. We want to do what Tom Brady's doing. You just can't do that because you don't have one of those three players. Those are the three players in our lifetime in professional sports that I look at and say, you cannot do what those teams are doing with those players because those players are the reason why those squads are very, very successful. Patrick Mahomes is approaching that all-time GOAT status, and if you try to follow the blueprint of Patrick Mahomes, you're going to fail because you need Patrick Mahomes to have that blueprint. Coming up here on 610 Sports Radio, college football is copying baseball? What? Next. Fesco in the morning. That's a great question. Thank you. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.